You're listening to your NBA podcast with David and Kay. <laughs> Don't disturb me, Kay. I'm having a moment. Are you sad or happy with this outcome?、Uh, which outcome are you talking about? All things considered, you know, like, how do you feel? <sighs> I've been in denial for the last couple of days, but I'm glad we're recording today <laughs> because it's finally for time. <laughs> It's finally time for me to come out. I'm coming out, Kane!、Yeah, I'm coming out! Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Tell me. Tell me everything. The Lakers got swept by the Denver Nuggets. And. Join the club. I would have to say that initially I was in shock that the Lakers could not take a game. Before the series, I thought perhaps the Lakers could even finish it in six.、Mm. I thought the first two games that they had chances to win both of them. So I was、Not、definitely、sure. feeling、yeah. good. And then game three happened. They lost,、mm. going down 3 0. A little bit concerned, okay? And then game four. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> great game, great game. And then game four happened, and it became clear that, you know, Denver is just a better team. And now I've spent the last two days decompressing from this turbulent season. But I have to say that now that I'm emerging out of my closet, that I'm feeling okay about the season. And I'm proud of this Lakers、mm. team. Applause. Thank you. Thank you. Where do we go from here? What's next? The biggest goal this summer is to secure Austin Reeves. And I think that has to happen at any cost.、Mm. I think they can overpay Austin if need be. What's the max? What's the max? What's, like, what's, what's the most you think the Lakers would be willing to pay for Austin Reeves? $80 million. Four years,、mm, okay. $80 million. $80 million. Four years. All right.、Okay. I think you have to do that. Like, also, they don't have to pay him $80 million. It's only because another team might step in and, and evaluate that Austin Reeves gets this contract, and then the Lakers have a match to, right.、Uh, the right to match. Uh, that、right. contract. I would be surprised if someone、um, else came in and tried to offer Austin Reeves $80 million. If no one else is offering $80 million, then the, the most the Lakers can sign him for is $50 million. It's only if another team steps in and says, hey, actually, we want to give you an $80, $90, $100 million contract, then the Lakers have the right to match. But as of if no other team steps in and the mo- like, Lakers can only offer him a Four, to,、uh, four, four year, $50 million deal because that's,、uh, um, that's all they can offer based on, on his early bird rights, which I don't really fully understand, but that's the way the cap works. So, yeah, there you go. So, I think even if the Lakers are for 50, that's worth basically $80 million elsewhere. I mean, that's a similar deal to what Jeremy Lin got when he got、uh, signed to the Rockets. It's definitely a good deal, and I feel like that's the Lakers' top priority. Anyone else, it's nice to have. I think I would then go for、uh, Vanderbilt and then I would go、really? for Rui.、Mm, okay. So, what would you give Vanderbilt? Because I feel like 
Vanderbilt might be expendable. I'd give Vanderbilt a lot. I'd rather give a lot. I'm talking about can't shoot. forty million. I'm talking about forty million. <laughs> what one year, two years? Uh, it's got to be like four years, right? Three years, four years. Yeah, like what's he making now? He's making okay. like two million dollars right. probably now, or maybe six. You need defense. You need a defensive identity. He didn't play the last two games. He played like maybe like fifteen minutes the last two games. He didn't play this series, right? He he was taken out of this series, but he was really important in um, the series against Memphis, and even for the first couple of games against mm. Golden State, he was critical. But I think you you bring mm. him back because you know the defense is good, and that's going to travel. Um, and then over the summer, you hope to be able to help him develop a more, at least a three point shot, a serviceable three point shot. I'll give you a pretty uh, similar player that I I think the Lakers would love to do this deal, and I think it's definitely in the wheelhouse. But it also depends on Vanderbilt's um, development. If he can develop a jump shot, if he can develop more offensive game, because the Lakers can't have any one-trick ponies mm. on the court. Um, as in, like they can only do one side of the of the of the game. Um, Vanderbilt's a defensive defensive specialist. He's good on that side, but he can't shoot. So with Vanderbilt, I think I, I agree with you that he should be resigned. Like ideally, he should be resigned by the Lakers. Lakers would love to have him, but I don't know if he's a priority. And a player that I think, at least in terms of contract, um, might be really similar is Nick Claxton. So the year before, he was um, he was. I mean, Nick Claxton was a leftover from Jared, the Jared Allen trade. Um, and then he then got uh, benched in favor for Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin came on as a free agent. Uh, and then we just had a, like a bunch of different players that kind of felt, uh, filled in. But uh, last offseason, uh, the Nets extended him for two years, $19 million contract. So pretty cheap, but you know, still like $9 million a year or something like that for a player that was seldomly used. And the, 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 you know, the confidence in him paid off. He's a young player, but he developed a... Offensive game had the highest field goal percentage in the league, was second in blocks per game. Um, I think it was a bit of a sham that he didn't make all defensive player considering he can switch uh, one to five. He's going to get a big contract after after, after the next season, but right now that like, that's probably the contract you're looking for because you're hoping he develops his game and outplays his contract, outplays a two year nineteen, two year 20, 20 25. Uh, so you give him a short, you give Jerry Vanderbilt a short short term deal, but um, you hope that it pays off with him developing more of a well-rounded game. Um, so, I, like for you to say three for 40, four for forty or whatever, like I don't think that's realistic, considering that um, he's kind of like a rotation pay, player at the moment, very like one-trick pony. Um, I think two for nineteen, two for eighteen, two for twenty-five. Like I think two for something around that range is probably what the Lakers would be willing to spend. If another team is willing to spend more than that and say, hey, I, we really want Jared Vanderbilt for three for 40, for 50, then you just let him leave because at that point it's too expensive. You brought up Nick Claxton. I don't know if this is your way of bringing up the the Brooklyn Nets immediately in our podcast. Sorry. He wasn't on my radar because I was not under the impression that the Nets would let him go for anything. I mean, isn't that one of your key players? He's like your core. Before this season, he he wasn't like 
we had high potential in him because he's a rangy 6'11 player who can dunk and you know run the court really smoothly he's not like some lumbering 6'10 6'11 dude he's like really spry and he's long and he's athletic so you, you want to develop those athletic guys that are young and have room to grow so it like it seemed like it worked for him because he, like i said he finished second in blocks but he he could get better again because like i said this is a tall athletic dude and that's the same as jerry vanderbilt he's tall he's rangy he's long he just needs to develop a shot. If he develops any type of shot, then he's basically um, he's a more athletic PJ Tucker, mm, and yeah, athletic PJ Tuckers get paid fifty million dollars easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you're young. So, but I mean, that's to say he needs to develop a shot because it's not that easy to develop it. Well, most players eventually do, but it's it's to be seen, right? TBD. Um, so you, you you reward him because he played well in the playoffs up until the uh, Nuggets uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, and oh, you know, I'll save my dealer comments. Uh, no, let's let's later. not beat around the bush. You you've been you've been waiting. Like this is why why you called me today. De- dealer, dealer. This is why you called dealer. me today. You want to talk about dealer. dealer? Go ahead. I'll give you the floor here. Who? Who? D'Angelo Russell. Oh God! <laughs> Say his name. D'Angelo Russell. Let's talk about D'Angelo Russell. What did you think of his post game attire? When he wears, I don't even know how to even describe it. Like some headdress, is it a ladies old ladies headdress that he's wearing? What is it? Yeah, it's called fashion, David. It's called fashion. I think I said this last. It's time. called fashion because I went on Google and I searched fashion. I didn't. I did not see that. This is more of a soundboard. This is <laughs> this is more of a soundboard because I was always under the expectation that. He was going to become an unrestricted free agent and he will sign um, good money because I think his previous contract was four for, I'm going to say 130, 120, 120 something, I, I think, some, some of that range. Like that was a max deal as well. So I thought, hey, look, Tyler here is getting paid. Tyler here is a better player for sure. Uh, he, he got paid 110, got Duncan Robinson, got paid 90. Uh, Tyler, uh, sorry, um, uh, who's the other player I said? Before uh, Jordan Poole got paid 110, I think 128. Um, didn't he? It's like almost 100. No, 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 it's not no? that. No, no, not that much. It was like 100. And then on the low range, you have like Evan Fournier, which is like four for seven. Like these four for seventy. So these are really similar players in my book who are defensively challenged and offensively can light it up. I I think or can be really versatile offensive players. All of them, maybe except Duncan Robinson. I think in this uh, so far, the players have shown that he's got a he's got some defensive game to him because he's like six nine, um, and he can shoot. Or so far, he can, he's he's shown he's can he can shoot again. Um, so I like for me, D'Lo is is in this kind of like quagmire where every playoffs, every single game, he has to prove himself. And like to me, at this point, I'm like he's kind of proven himself. He's he's pretty inconsistent player, but. Look at his averages. It's it's pretty solid. And if you want to get 15 points... What, what, what's happening? No, nothing. What? I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm waiting for the figure. I'm <laughs> waiting for the figure. Go ahead. The figure, I think, is... Okay, well, I always thought... I told you. I thought the figure would be 4 for 90. I think he would get 4 for... Like, the Lakers would give him 4 for 90. Because how would you be able to replace... The Lakers could not possibly replace that talent for any amount of money except, you know, paying D-Lay. That Like, that's it. So if you're comfortable with 
if you think the version, this version of Delo, the, 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 it gets the nuggets is what you're going to be paying for. Sure. Even a minimum deal is not, he's not, he's not, he doesn't belong in the league. If this version of the Western Conference Finals Delo scoring. I'm going to save that clip and just keep playing it in the background. <laughs> scoring eight, like, I, I think like, like shooting eight, eight percent from the field or like 13% from three point, like something horrendous, right? If you think this version of D'Lo is what you're going to like pay for in his next contract, then he doesn't deserve to be like no amount of money is worth. He doesn't deserve to be in the league. But like you know, like but you just said to me like earlier today that fifteen million dollars be a bargain for D'Lo. <laughs> so you can't have it both. You can't have it both no, ways. No, that's there's a difference there, right? Fifteen is a bargain. Fifteen. So what's four for fifteen? That's like sixty million. That that's different than ninety. So I, okay, okay. So yeah. So I thought ninety was his market value, but I I think the I think his agent will have to do a lot of work to um, get the PR around uh, and D'Angelo better. But I think he's going to settle around where Evan Fournier got. Like I think he's going to settle around between fifty to seventy. And like I know that's like a like a huge range, but the way people in the media are talking about him is like some kind of scrub. Like he doesn't even deserve to be on the minimum. I think that's over um, exaggerating how bad, like he played really badly in the Western Conference Finals, but he played really well leading up to the playoffs. He was seemed like a really good fit with LeBron and AD um, down the stretch of the season into the playoffs against the Grizzlies, against the Warriors. And this is me like saying, oh, against the Grizzlies, he's going to struggle. But he played really well in, uh, in the Grizz series. And then he played really well in the Warriors, like not super, but like he got a bit worse, but... I think he played pretty well against the Warriors as well and had like a lot of big games. Some he got benched and some he stayed in the fourth quarter. Like I think that's commendable. Um, uh, and then yeah, in the Nuggets he's just whatever, like gone, like nothing, nothing burger. So what version of Dilo are you paying for? So if you really think he's a Nuggets or like just a playoff version of Dilo, and then fine, get him on a minimum. He's 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 worthless for, to you. But if you think you got a long regular season, you need to play a lot of games. You're in it for the long haul. You need to get to the postseason with a good record. I think D'Lo is going to be a good addition to any team that needs depth and scoring. And I, like I, I don't think 60 mil is. I, I don't know. I don't think 60 mil is a crazy figure, or 70 mil is a crazy figure for a player that could like can score 25 points, uh, you know, on a good night. Look, I would say to D'Lo's agent, does he have an agent? Who's his agent? Um, I think it was Devin. Look, Devin. <laughs> when you're negotiating with the Lakers, don't just run off those <laughs> names that Kane just gave you. Okay? Don't don't go to don't go to Rob Palenka and go, Jordan Poole, a hundred and ten million. Evan Fournier, ninety million. Seventy million. Tyler Hero. Duncan Ty- Tyler Hero, the guy that fucking is not even playing. These are terrible examples. These are all players that. <laughs> these are examples of players that literally are better off not having them. If you bring up these examples, you're not going to get a penny because the- these are just reminders <laughs> to teams. Look at this di- disaster that could happen. You think you kind of convince yourself <laughs> that this is a score that they can score, that he can shoot, but really, when crunch time comes, when you need that Jimmy. Butler performance, you're not gonna get it from these guys. You can't rely on them. You need the. Oh, well, you're not paying him Jimmy. Well, you're not paying him Jimmy Butler money. You're paying him 
You're paying him like Evan Fortier money. Who wouldn't want that, right? Sign me up. Who, which team? <laughs> tell me which team wouldn't want to pay Evan Fournier money to have him sit. I mean, I mean, God. <laughs> not... At least he's in uniform. Is he in uniform? Because Ben Simmons, like, he's not even in uniform. <laughs> oh, don't, like, come on. Okay, low blow. Low blow. Don't, don't. You don't have to, don't have to go there. Just because we're talking about the Lakers doesn't mean I'm attacking you every time. To be fair, like Ben Simmons is at least in the Barclay Center. Darren Williams and Nestor Pang, he's not even in Brooklyn. Jeez. No. Well, they, they, stopped, they stopped paying him now. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, he already built, he built, he built Barclays, okay. so okay. he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to um, be there anymore. Look, if you can get D'Lo for 10 million, 15 million, I think that's a good deal. Even if the Lakers don't offer that, the number keeps going down. Even if the Lakers don't offer that at fifteen million dollars, then obviously there's going to be other teams offering deal of that money. And then Reeves would be getting. You said eight. You said four for eighty. So Reeves would be getting twenty. So fifteen, say seventeen for Rui and uh, twenty for Reeves. That's basically. And then you got AD who's getting paid, I guess, like thirty, and LeBron's getting like forty something. That's 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 your luxury tax team. Like my thinking is that they can't keep all of them, right? So it's, it's Vanderbilt. You said Vanderbilt too. You, you said Vanderbilt, didn't you? Say like four for forty, four for so ten. They're not going to end up having all the players. They're going to have to let someone go. So it's either going to be like D'Lo, or it's going to be like a Vanderbilt. Well, not necessarily. They could sign. They could sign everybody they wanted to. I think the the more important question actually is. Do they want to sign everybody back, or do they want to create some cap space so they, that they can chase, they they can go after the you know the white whale, the uh, the guy that kept get coming to Lakers games to watch. Whoa, wait, who's that? Who's this? It's this is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> watch okay. every game courtside. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm talking about Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie went to so many Lakers games during the playoffs. He probably went to more Lakers games than Mavericks games. <laughs> uh, I like that. You threw me off, though, when you said white whale, because I got to tell you, man, putting the word white and Kyrie, it's like I, automatically I wasn't even in that same like universe, right? Well, who's the, who's the whale then? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, now it makes sense. But when you said white, I I, I was like thinking, who, what Doncic, like Luca, what who, like Jokic is not um. coming. <laughs> Jokic. Like, Kyrie, it's a it's the least white person. The Kyrie is the guy that hates America. Okay, that's all I know. <laughs> hates hates white people. Okay, if Kyrie would sign for like if okay if you could fit Kyrie on this team, like on this current team, like who cares about like, who cares about Genie Bus's wallet, right? If Kyrie is willing to sign as a free agent to Lakers, so that means um, below the max, way below the max. Would you, as a fan of the Lakers, you know, considering as a team, team LeBron's playing for, would you be receptive to this addition, Kyrie to Lakers? It really depends. If Kyrie comes, I still need a Vanderbilt. No dealer. I assume. I assume yeah, no dealer. No dealer. I assume no of dealer. course, that's redundant, right? If Kyrie comes, I think you need you still need a Vanderbilt because you need to you need to have to have some depth basically because you can't have three players like LeBron, AD, and Kyrie who's all prone to injury. 
and are in and out of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time Kyrie played like anywhere close to a full season? Right? Never. And, and like maybe maybe Cleveland. I don't think he's I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's ever played a full season. Yeah, and Kyrie is famously a guy that just doesn't really try for the regular season anyway. Like even when he's not injured. So when he feels like he's got nothing to play for, like he's not, you're not relying on him at all. So I'm not even sure about Kyrie actually. Now that I think about it, you know, it's like, do you want to go all in on getting this star, which and when you don't really know about the fit, versus you know that this group you have, if you can just improve a little, you might have something there. But at the very least, you know the fit is good. It's more about having enough offense for the regular season where whereby AD doesn't have to play back-to-back. Uh, LeBron doesn't have to play back and back, back-to-backs. But you're still good enough where you don't spend the last month and a half of the regular season trying to get in a play-in spot, which the Lakers had to do. So that's really my only consideration. Mm. You know, if I'm going by that rationale, then maybe even Schroeder is more valuable to me than a D'Lo or... A Rui. I think I think Schroeder for sure because he's definitely going to be cheaper because he's older. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much older he is. Because like I assume Dealer's twenty six at this point. Schroeder must be twenty nine or something like that. Like probably close to thirty. Um, like I, I just think the days of Dennis Schroeder being anything more than a mid level exception, getting paid more than you know four, two for fourteen, basically, it's it's over. Because he was playing for the minimum for a long time. So I think mid-level will be a huge raise right. for him. And that's something that any team can pay for. Because Schroeder's good enough to play anywhere, really, as a bench player or coming off the bench or even in a pinch as a starter if, you're, if your point guard starter goes down. Um, but at the same time, like if you are in championship contention, which I think the Lakers are, like they're kind of like one piece away. Yeah, getting Schroeder is good, but maybe Genie is more preoccupied with getting like that star player. Um, and maybe that's not, um, what's his name, Rob Palinka's objective. Like you said, Rob Palinka wants to build a well-rounded team that can get through the regular season and get a good seed for the playoffs and then, you know, get into the playoffs, uh, like, you know, with all that positive momentum. But, I, you know, I, we've seen this team, we've seen Rob Palinka bend over to the wishes of a Genie bus allied Magic Johnson before. We've seen him bend over for LeBron James when he wanted to get Russell Westbrook on the team, trading KCP. Um, so as great as we give credit for Rob Polinka for the trades that he made to get Vanderbilt, to get Malik Beasley, D'Lo, Rui Hachimura at the trade deadline. Masterclass. He should get all the credit and he should he should get way, way, way more like trust to build the team how he wants to build it around LeBron James and LeBron James should just stay out of it. But I think it's too easy, especially with the forces that be and Kyrie Irving, if, especially if Kyrie Irving accepts a less than max um, offer to play for the Lakers, I think Genie's like, it's too much for us to say no to. Um, like, I, like, honestly, I just cannot imagine Kyrie Irving going to any other team except the Lakers and the Mavericks. And the only reason he'll go to the Mavericks is for max, a max deal, yeah. <laughs> because why would he? Why would he? Why would he play for the Mavericks for anything? Anything less? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. 
I mean, I guess he could. I guess the Mavericks would only... But if Mavericks offered him less, then he would just say, fuck you. Like, I, I got principal to this. You promised me a maximum got traded here. Um, like, go, go fuck yourself because you're fucked if you don't have me. You just lost all of your plays, all of your assets, two first-round picks to the Nets, uh, Doran Finney-Smith, Sp- Spencer Dinwiddie, and now me. And now you're left holding your dick mm. for what? So give me the max or, or else I'm, I'll walk in, in to any other team just to spite you. So, like, that's the leverage Kyrie has, and I think that's why I'd probably give it a 60% signs of Mavs, maybe 40% to the Lakers, but we'll see. I think money talks in, at the end of the day in this situation. Like, I would love to see him play with LeBron again. I think that's, like, every NBA fan's fantasy. It's like seeing Kyrie and LeBron team off again, even if it's, like, just... I don't know, a fun fantasy thing. It's just, I don't know, it's just it's something so cool, like full circle about it, that the, 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 the narrative would be like, oh, Kyrie has learned this lesson and Kyrie has come full circle and realized whose best teammate is kind of, I don't know. I'm not 100% opposed to it. I mean, Kyrie Irving is one of my least favorite players in the NBA, but I also recognize that if he can come to the, the Lakers, and you play up the whole Mamba mentality, legacy of Kobe, mm. I think he can be on his best behavior. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good point. There's too. some respect there. And, and plus, I mean, let's just be honest, for someone like Kyrie to go into Genie Buss's office and see like 18 championship trophies, you know, you, you kind of want, there's something about legacy there. It's 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 humbling. It's humbling, but it's also motivating. Like, like yeah, I'm good enough to get to get one of those here. In his mind, he thinks he's one of the greats. He's one of the greats. But not just one of the greats. I think if he joins the Lakers, he he'll feel like he can be one of the Laker greats. As delusional. That's what I'm saying. Like in his yeah, that's what I'm saying. In his mind, he thinks he 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 will join one of the great. He will be up there with. Kareem and LeBron and Magic and Worthy, like he'll be on and Chamberlain, he'll be on that level. And that motivation about if I win it, it's not just like this championship for the Lakers, which will be fantastic, but it's about you know for Kobe as well. Mm-hmm. And he's going to play all. I mean, he he loves Kobe. That's like Kobe's disciple, right? I mean, by all accounts, Kobe loved Kyrie as well. Like. Kobe would single out Kyrie as the most gifted offensive player like he's he's ever seen, as in like the younger generation. Mm, mm. So I think that can work. I'm not totally opposed. So in, in which case, you know, I'm just going to let it be. Like I'm not wishing either way, right? What it, what it, what is will be. I, I, I just think the Lakers offseason plans will be like Lakers and basically what Kyrie does. So by extension, the Mavericks, like I think is. Like that, those are the two main franchises I will be keeping an eye on this offseason and have the most impact around the league. The Lakers are literally dealing with LeBron's possible retirement after the season, AD's possible extension after the season, Kyrie possibly joining this team, becoming a big three. Okay, let's let's talk about we we spent all this time and we haven't touched on the the Celtics and the Heat. By the time this episode comes out, I'm fully expecting the Heat to advance. Yeah, I think it's safe to assume. Who you got? Between the Nuggets and the Heat. 
By the way, if the Celtics make it to the finals, they're fucking like playing the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, the, if the Celtics somehow beat the Heat and get a seven games, they're, they're playing like the next day against a fully oh. well-rested Nuggets oh team. Oh my god! In Denver oh with god. altitude. Oh my god! Jokic is like fully rested and like. You know that'd be kind of funny though. That'd be really funny. <laughs> they're down. They're down three zero again, and then Al like, Horford yeah. need to be. Literally doing his like knee timeouts. He can't breathe. Like <laughs> so tired. So I think it's safe to say it's heat. And okay, nuggets. I think it's heat and nuggets. But did you have any? I don't really have much to say about that, that series. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, who do you got? Who you got? <sighs> Man, I can't pick against the Heat anymore, can I? I fucking like lose every. Oh, round. I, I, I went. I went. I went. Hold you. You can make your prediction later, obviously, but because it's like. Like still a week and a half later, the NBA Finals, but it's got to be the Nuggets, like right? right? Now, like, it's got to be the Nuggets. It's got to be the Nuggets. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it's a better story if the Heat won, just because it's such right. an improbable run to the championship. Right. Like, forget about right, eighth right, seed, right. right? Forget about eighth seed, because eighth seeds. Yeah, forget. So it's reset. It's reset now. Who cares? It doesn't but I'm saying anymore. historically, like eighth seed, it, they've made it to the finals. I mean, the eighth seed Knicks made it to the finals and got their asses kicked by the Spurs. They had to play two playing games because they lost the first playing game and they almost lost the, th- the mm. second playing game. So this, mm. in other words, this is maybe they were, they were a seventh seed, but you know, it's questionable whether they were any better than the ninth seed or the tenth seed. Mm, And the fact that they've not only made it to the finals, they've gone through the Bucs. They've gone through the Celtics in Mm. incredible fashion. The Knicks. The Knicks. Oh, we won't talk about Knicks. I mean, that was never going to last. Sorry. I mean, it's an incredible run. So in in that sense, I I do like that narrative better. But, I mean... I don't think think Riley or Spo or Butler... Are gonna care about getting to the finals? No, no. They want to win the fucking thing. So I think the only thing that the Nuggets would—I mean, clearly they have way more talent. Just like, just like the Bucks have more talent. Just like the Celtics have more talent. But I—I'm not sure yeah. if the Nuggets have that fire and drive for another round like this. Whereas I know that he does because they feel like this is their year and this is theirs. Yeah. So okay. So. What are you what are you saying? So you're picking the heat. Nuggets and six. Oh god. But don't hold me to it. I'm picking the heat. Don't. I'm picking the <laughs> heat. i you can hold me to it. I'm picking the heat. I'm gonna hold you to it. I got the I got the heat. I got the heat. I got the heat in seven. I think it's gonna be like it's not like it's not a marquee matchup between two big market teams. But I think the way the heat are playing is Spurs like. I like that. I like that. The teamwork, the coach, the chemistry, the belief in one each other's teammates. I like. I, I remember the Spurs. Like people kept counting them out. Like who? Like who's like Ginobili? Is coming off the bench? Like he's not that kind of player. Like Tony Parker. Mm. He's small. He can be dominated easily. Tim Duncan. He's not serve. He's not aggressive. Like mm. uh, like of course like very different character traits to Heat. But you, you say the same things with Gabe Vincent and then Duncan Robinson and then you like you look at what Caleb Martin is fucking doing, like scoring on Jalen Jalen Brown, two, second team or NBA. Jason Tatum, first team or NBA, uh, is a no show. And Jimmy Butler is the second best player this season, like right, like to me, like 
Mm. Period. Mm. He's the second best player. Look, I've been disrespecting Jokic. I've been disrespecting the Nuggets so all so season. So much. And I think at this point, it's, it's safe to say that the Nuggets, uh, like, they are the better mm. team. The better team on paper. The, they've shown this postseason that they are the better team. But you cannot tell me that the Heat are not... Like, you cannot tell me that the Heat at least think they're as talented as they are, as the, the Nuggets are, considering that they got past the Bucs easily. Mm-hmm. They're getting past the Celtics easily. The Knicks... Forget yeah, about the Knicks. They weren't even... Even on paper, they even on paper they weren't as good as the Heat. So now we got the Nuggets in a weaker Western Conference against the versus against weaker teams against the Eastern Conference that everyone was saying is is way tougher and the prevailing champion was going to come out of the East and the Heat ro- rose above them all. So I I got to stick to that formula. I think the Heat are playing inspired basketball that I think I've never seen before. I like that. I like your confidence, Kane. I like that I, confidence. I, and I like your Well, pick. in seven, so, you know, who, who knows? But, no, no, yeah. this is this is Big Ball's pick. I like that. I like that. Now, I, I reserve, you said you're not going to hold to me to my pick. I reserve two. I, res- I, I, I reserve two. Well, what the fuck? After all that? Well, I mean, well, I mean, who knows? Well, you know, like, it's a week and a half away. What if, what if Kevin Love gets, you know, hurt? Kevin Love. You know, like, what if... <laughs> Well, you know, well, who knows, right? <laughs> what if Bam gets hurt? Kevin Love's barely making uh, across the half court line. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so good at fucking passing it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, um, doesn't need to. I like that pick. I like. I like. No, that I pick. reserved the right. I, I still. I still. I. I in my hearts right now, I got the Heat in seven, but I obviously reserved the right to change it until game one starts. Obviously. Uh, clearly, we're a bunch of pussies. I mean. Or, you know, Tyler Hero could have his hand injured and re-entered that rotation. To- might totally change the whole makeup of this team. In my hearts right now, I got the Heat in seven, but I obviously reserve the right to change it until okay, well, game one starts, obviously. Uh, clearly, we're a bunch of pussies, I mean. Or, you know, Tyler Hero could have his hand injured and re-entered that rotation. To- might totally change the whole makeup of this team. Tyler Hero is like, just wants to look pretty for the. Can can you just wear some regular clothes? <laughs> like, what's wrong with these people? Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? It's times like this. I wish David Stern was still with us. Suits only. Come. Suits only. I don't remember that rule being um like, de scoped. Like I, I don't remember when they said okay people because it seemed it seemed like a pretty gradual transition from people wearing suits. And like testing the limits of suits, like wearing like, you know, short sleeves, like suit jackets or like sh- um, uh, pant, like uh, shorts, like suit shorts, something like that. It seemed like a, like a slow transition to keep testing the limits. If you notice after the pandemic, like the coaches don't wear suits anymore. Mm, they're just wearing their like- Regular clothes, right? Like 76, oh, regular clothes are like, they're wearing like the team logo on like, jumpers and stuff like that or like the pull-up jackets and stuff like that yeah exactly whereas before the pandemic the coaches still had to wear suits right like what is michael malone wearing he's just he's like just wearing like he's wearing just regular like uh, no he's wearing his like um like a like a team his team jumper sort of thing with like the the zip up yeah with the zip up and like oh sorry with like the logo on and the and the 
like the Nike team on, gear. The, on the sponsor on the side. Yeah, team gear. He's not wearing suits. He's not wearing suits. He's no, no, he's no. wearing like comfortable, comfortable leisure attire. Okay, Kane. We're we're running out of topics here. We're talking about Michael Malone's uh, dress choice in, on the sidelines. Do you have any final? But I'll be happy with either team winning. Like I, I was, I just wanted the Sixers to be out. I wanted the, I wanted the Celtics to be out. I don't mind the Bucks, but I, you know, because I like Brook Lopez. But I'm also happy that they're out. And the Lakers would have been a nice story, but you know, Nuggets are cool. Like Nuggets have never won before, so it would be cool. And the Heat, it's a nice story. Like they've won a lot before, but I don't mind them winning because well, Jimmy deserves it. Jimmy deserves it, and it's such a ragtag ragtag group of like undrafted talent and weird miscast like Kevin Love and Duncan Robinson. Don't Tyler Hero broke his hand like 18 minutes into game one of the playoffs. So it's just an interesting story. I think like, yeah. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, it's hard to root for against any of these top players on the last two teams here. Um, and it's, it's going to be a beautiful story either way. Mm, yeah, for sure, for sure. Looking forward to it. Until next time. See ya! For listening to your NBA podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at your NBA podcast.